Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. Well, they, well, it is. Well, they have image and all that. Consultant. I mean, you can take a lot away, other things away from Leo, but you can't take away that it's probably way for the fact that he is the best dressed in the business. Yeah, but that's... Court lawyers have been ordered to smarten up after several dropped in on remote hearings wearing leisure wear, including some from their car. The legal eagles attending formal court proceedings are required to dress accordingly, but standards slip during COVID-19, not surprisingly, according to the President of the High Court, Mary Irvine. She said she was alarmed that uh, she has had to issue a strongly worded letter to solicitors and barristers instructing them to dress in business attire, which is suitably formal for a court setting and attendance from a car is just not acceptable. And a legal source told the Irish Mirror that uh, some lawyers have been pushing things a little bit. Now, there was at least one hearing where someone logged in from the car, which has prompted that, by the way. And the source also added that overall, the remote hearings have been hugely successful and most people are obeying the rules. But... Does it matter how a person dresses? And look, there is no suggestion that lawyers were dirty or, you know, filthy, dirty looking or anything like that, just not appropriately dressed, uh, you know, in formal clothing for you know, the way you'd expect a lawyer or a barrister to look. But barristers wearing smelly, rancid wigs and collars are surely a thing of the past and worse because obviously I had reason there last year. Oh, yeah, last year, of course, there's only isn't track of time. Yeah, I had reason to go through a divorce to be in the courts quite a bit. And to be honest with you, some of the barris, barristers are scruffy. I mean, those wigs they wear, you know, that I don't know where the tradition comes from with those wigs. They're rancid. And I mean, they haven't been washed in years. They look smelly on their heads. And those little collar things, the white... If somebody could explain to me why they still wear that, and it, do they have to wear it? I don't think they have to wear it, but some of them still do. Those little white collar things sticking out. And they're manky looking. They look like they haven't been washed in years. Just stop wearing them. They're, they're vile looking. And it has this kind of, I don't know, this appearance of authority, hasn't it? I'm better than you. Look at me with me wig on me and me little collars. Just put a suit on you, man, for God's sake, old woman. Anyway, that's one. I got that off my chest. But in school, we wear uniforms. In the office, men wear suits, don't they, generally? Women wear, you know, trouser suits sometimes as well, or dress up, or a nice skirt and a blouse and jacket, you know, depending on the type of job they have. People dress for the occasion, don't they? They dress appropriately, generally speaking. But there are those that don't, and they dress differently. So, you know, people dress well for an interview. Appearing in court, for example, you are told to dress up, as Dan rightly said. But does it really matter how you dress as a person? As long as you're not dirty. Um, would you trust a person in a suit more than a person casually dressed? Now, the argument is that people in suits have robbed us for years. The politicians are probably, well, some of the politicians in this country over the last you know, 30 or 40 years are probably the biggest thieves we've ever come across in our lives. The bankers, thieves, many of them, not all of them, by the way, obviously, but many of them, thieves, destroyed this country. They wore suits. And then we had the argument many years ago about politicians going into the doll. You've got Michal Martin all spruced up there. And Leo, oh, not a hair out of place, God bless him. And then you've got, you know, of course, Mick Wallace and other politicians like that who will dress quite casually with a T-shirt, actually, and jeans. But who do you trust more? I'm not saying in relation to Mick Wallace and Leo Varadkar, but who do you trust more? A politician with a suit or a politician who wears jeans and a T-shirt? The person in court, the person who wears a suit in the dock, 
Or is he immediately guilty because he's wearing an L pair of jeans and a t-shirt? Who do you trust more? I'll give you an example. Final example, okay? And think about this. Theoretically, you're walking down the street. It's late at night. And you're a little bit apprehensive. Maybe you're a woman. And you're a bit apprehensive. And you see three people on each side of the road. On one side of the road is three men wearing suits. Now, to be fair, I'll say two men and a woman. Wearing suits. On the other side of the road is two men and a woman wearing, you know, casual, very casual clothes, track suits, all that kind of stuff. Which side of the road are you going to walk on? There you go. That's how you put it, really, isn't it? Who do you trust more? The number is 87 8 That's 87 8 Does it matter how you dress? And would you trust a person in a suit more than a person casually dressed? Let me know what you think. And you can, oh, WhatsApp us or text us right now. Somebody says, no, you're not going to talk about Orwell Road again. No, we're not. Because it turns out it was all a higgledy pig. All it is, it's the, most, it's the biggest virtue signalling news story I've ever come across in my life. We did a poll on Twitter yesterday. Over 5,000 people voted on it. 5,000. And something like 87% said it was a stupid idea. Anyway, Fran, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Fran? <laughs> I'm just laughing because wouldn't the horses and the cows and the animals laugh at me if I was outside in a mini skirt and high heels and trying to feed them? (laughs) I'm I'm assuming you're in the farming industry, are you? Correct. All right, okay. Well, I mean, well, then you dress appropriately for the job. You have your dungarees on or whatever it is you wear. Exactly, but there is nothing wrong with showing a bit of respect and a bit of and a bit of self-respect. In that, if I'm going to go to the shop or whatever, I change my boots, I put a clean jacket on, I wash my wellies. You know, <laughs> uh, um, but so I think that everybody should dress for the occasion um, uh, as appropriately as they can. And the the only time it isn't acceptable is in an emergency situation. Um, okay. Uh, so, you know, like, like, I mean, you wouldn't like to walk into church and see the vicar or the priest or who, whatever, however you worship, dressed in his pyjamas, would you? But, no, no. But, well, that's but, to the extreme, I suppose, yeah. Called, yeah, but if he was called out in, in an emergency, you'd forgive it. Um, mm-hmm. So, but I think that a lot of people in this country and I think the world over have lost some respect for themselves and and their dress codes and so on. Now I'm not saying they need to all be in suits, but just smarten up a little tiny bit. Walk with a purpose. Be clean and tidy. It doesn't matter if your clothes are threadbare if you don't have money, but just have some respect for yourself. I like that line, Fran. Walk with a purpose. I'm going to remember that one. That's one of my new lines now. That's a good line. It is, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. Do, you, do you walk with a purpose? I completely do. Mm. Because, because I have, I'm a person who, who does, I wear a lot of hats. Um, I, so I, I have a lot of, a lot of um, different things to do in the day, from teaching to chiropractic to farming mm-hmm. um, and, and so on. And I love my life. And I, I praise God or whoever every day for being here and doing what I do. And I'm blessed. And I just wish that people 
would think a bit more of themselves. I see taking interest in themselves. Yeah, I see people walking, girls, well, and boys walking with their heads down, their shoulders hunched. You're starting to sound like my father, Fran. My father used to always give out to me, and he used to say when he'd see me walking, he said, "Would you stand up, shoulders back, head up?" He says, "No, look at the world. See someone smile at you." Yeah. yeah, and it, and do you know what? I would not give a tinker's curse on whether the person walking towards me had a tracksuit on or a suit. Mm. If they have a smile and walking with a purpose, that's that aura that they create. It just outweighs everything. But else. being honest, Fran. Okay, and as a woman too, of course, in the world we live in at the moment, and obviously, you know, there's a, on our minds quite a lot is the safety of everybody, but including mm-hmm. and specifically to women over what we've heard over the last few months. But if you're walking down the road, and I gave that kind of example there, that theoretical example, hypothetical situation, that you're walking down the road and it's maybe late in the evening, a little bit dark, and you see three lads on one side of the road wearing suits and three lads on the other side of the road wearing track suits, which side of the road are you going to choose to walk on? In other words, do you trust people in suits more than people in track suits? No, I don't. I don't. I, that wouldn't. That wouldn't actually occur to me because uh, walking down the road late at night like that, and people in suits, they'd probably be out having a few drinks anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> so okay. They, so they're probably they're equally as likely to attack you yeah, <laughs> or to abuse you or, verbally. Or throw up on you or something. Yeah. No. I look. I, I, I. We shouldn't judge people like that. But I. 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 I do think that you should dress for the occasion, right? So, uh, you know, like there's that advert, isn't there, on the telly? I'm not quite sure uh, exactly what it's for. It might be connectivity or something where she's teaching online and I teach online as well. And she's she's got her pyjamas bottoms and her slippers on, mm-hmm. but her top half is made up and... Yeah, of course. And, and she has the suit and the jacket on. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And what do you exactly. what do you teach online, Fran? What are you teaching? Um, I teach mainly English online. Right. Okay. Now, would you believe, Niall, uh, All through the first lockdown, I taught English in Russia. Oh, oh, you did you? Yeah, to Russian children, and and Ukrainians and Moldovans and all. of It's them. amazing, actually, that part of the world, in the, you know, in the Eastern European part of the world, that so many people. Um, speak different languages and English being of course the second language in most countries uh, yeah, and also in many in many of those countries Russian is a second language of course as well yeah they use they use um, in Russia they start teaching children English from the age of nine so um, when when I was there with them they weren't at school and their government was paying for um, them to have lessons online because the church doesn't um, mm doesn't organize the schools out there okay but um uh, and do you know what it was wonderful it was and uh, the colleagues that i'm in touch with from there who who whom i worked with they don't like what's going on either it's just the and it, and it must be and, and sorry to digress slightly then the, the people that you've been in touch with who are clearly live in russia uh, and and who don't agree with what's going on. It mm-hmm. must be very difficult for them at the moment with so many sanctions on their country and having Absolutely. no access to cash it's, and money it's, and it's, food. It's, uh, dreadful, dreadful. Yeah. Um, it, and there's no winners in war. No, no. No winners at all. And it's always 
The well, there are actually, Fran, you know what? There are winners in war. And the winners in war are the people who make money from us. Yes, And there exactly. are people who make money from war. Yeah, that, that I agree with you there. Mm. But it's always, and it's happening on both sides of this conflict, that there's very bad wrongs being done to innocent people. I couldn't agree with you more. Okay, but let's get back to people and the way they dress because it's a Friday afternoon and I know people and are I very I know people by the way I want to say this I know people are very conscious of what's happening in Ukraine particularly overnight uh, there was mm-hmm. a lot of uh, death sadly overnight and yeah. I know people are very conscious of it and it's not that I'm trying to distract people from what's really happening in the world but I think sometimes on a Friday and sometimes on the show we need to take people's minds off the, the yeah, more depressing do. side of life well exactly so the best thing that any of us can wear when meeting anybody else is a smile Okay, well, stay there a second. Let me go to Sharon. Sharon, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits. And actually, just before I speak to you, Sharon, I was giving out about the, those uh, barristers wearing those rants and things on their head. Uh, and I'm just looking, Ashley put it up. The original purpose of the wigs was said to be to provide a form of anonymity and safety for judges passing on popular sentences. Although the law in Ireland was changed in 1995 to free barristers from the obligation of wearing the wigs, judges are still obliged to wear them in the courtrooms. Now, the judges do, well, they, it depends on, they don't wear them in the circuit courts usually, but certainly in the, the higher courts they do. But the bar- some barristers still wear them, even though they don't bloody have to wear them, and they're horrible-looking stupid things. Uh, anyway, Sharon, sorry for interrupting you. How's it going, Niall? It's going well, Sharon. How's it going for you? Oh, it's amazing, Niall. I'm having an amazing week. Are you? Just Tell us about your amazing week. Why are you having an amazing week? Um, what that lady was saying there, my daughter taught English all through lockdown to people in China, everywhere. And she had a Russian colleague and she got cut off because they cut PayPal. Oh, so no. She made a connection for her. She didn't even ask for it. Isn't that lovely? That's really nice, isn't, isn't it? it? Isn't yeah. It? I mean, and, and, I, and I did say this yesterday, by the way, and I think it's important that the media says this because I'm hearing so much, and I want to reiterate this again when I said yesterday, I'm hearing so much hatred in the media for Russian people. And let's be clear, the majority of Russian people don't agree with what's going on at the moment. And those who... And those who do are probably misinformed by their own dictator. So, uh, with the news. Or don't even know. I don't even know what's going on. I go to a dance school today and uh, one of the teachers is Russian and one is Polish. And uh, beautiful people. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah and, and, there's, and there's, there's so much hatred at the moment. I'm sure Russian people feel so bad. Uh, there's no, so much hatred towards them. It's horrible. I wish they could blast the music out. Blast the bomb of music out. Mm. Jesus, I know it sounds ridiculous, let's get them dancing, but honestly, they're young Russian soldiers, they're young guys. One yeah. woman, her 16-year-old was taken away from her. Mm. Last yeah. and music, can we break this flipping thing? Yeah, it's so sad. And you know, war has always been like that. And I remember even if I go back when I used to drive up to the north back in the uh, the, the mid-80s, just, just as the troubles were coming close to an end. And I would see the British soldiers at the checkpoint in Uri. I'm sure we all remember that. Uh, the yeah. British soldiers. And there were young lads. And I used to go up there to a nightclub. I used to work in a nightclub up in, oh, where was it? Oh, I can't remember where it was, but it was up the north somewhere. Um, I was a young man at the time. I was making good money for going up to it, so I didn't mind. And one of the lads in the one of the other clubs in Dundalk gave me a tip. And he says to me, when you're going up, he says, if you don't any hassle at the border, bring up a few cans of beer for the soldiers on the border, right? So this is a t- So I always had a six-pack 
of beer in the car, even though I don't drink. And when I'd get to the border, I'd give the soldiers a six pack. And they go, oh, yeah, thanks, mate. And, and they were only young fellas, 19 years of age, that were put on the border and put in Northern Ireland. Now, don't get me wrong. I know the politics and I understand Republicans' views on it and et cetera, et cetera. They shouldn't have been there, all that kind of thing. But they were sent there. They're just young men being sent to do something. And, and the same as these poor Russian, these, some of these Russian lads, they're being sent to do things. You know, they don't know. They're kids, yeah. a lot of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so sad. Things, not the dictators, not the government. It, the people, only the people will ever change this world now. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, maybe that's what they're hoping for with all these sanctions, that there might be a coup, but you never know. Anyway, getting back, Sharon, to what we're talking about. First impressions matter, yes? Oh, they do, Niall. If you're working... Well, I thought it was working from home. If you're working from home, getting into something respectable changes your mindset. Mm. But outside of the fact that you're working at home and, and you, you know, you should be fairly, you know, well-dressed from the, from the top to the middle anyway. Um, other than that, I wouldn't judge people. I wouldn't automatically judge anybody by how they're dressed. But if you're going for a specific reason for something, then yeah, you show up. You yeah. know, well dressed out of respect for the other person. And, and you do believe it's about respect, isn't it? Like, for example, a politician going into the doll, should he wear a suit? Not necessarily a suit, but to be maybe a nice jumper and shirt, um, you know? Okay. And you, you don't think it's respectful to put on a suit? Because that's always the way it's been, I suppose. Well, it is. I have to agree with you. It is. My, I went to a family funeral at the weekend and all the all the cousins were in beautiful suits, and mm. it was beautiful, beautiful to see them so shiny and. Yeah, and if you saw one person there with jeans and a white t-shirt, and it would look out of place, wouldn't it? Yeah, and yeah. it would be disrespectful, I think. Yes, I agree. Yeah, so there's a, so in other words, there's a, there's a time and a place and a way to dress for everything, really, isn't there? Now I know yeah. you can, if you want to, you can do what you want. You can be individual if you like to be, but but there is a time and a place. And getting back to the question that I asked Fran earlier on, who I can hear is very busy on her farm at the moment. I can hear dogs barking and all sorts of carry on in the background. <laughs> are you on the farm right now, Fran? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, are you feeding the pigs or something there? Or what do you, no, what do you... I haven't got pigs. I have goats, uh, horses, cats, dogs, poultry, <laughs> and and the man delivering the census form is outside the gate. Oh, are and they do? Are they delivering the census forms already? Well, he must be because he's outside the gate. Oh, right. Okay, because I tell you what, the census is going to be interesting this time round because, of course, you're supposed to put down who's living in your home. And I was only thinking about this the other day. So the census, actually, when is the census date? What date is it? Is it next month, isn't it? Or whatever. Fourth of April, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Okay. It's going to be interesting how, when we look back at the census, how many Ukrainian people are living in Irish homes. Because we. Third of April, so we will we'll see that on the census form because on the census form at midnight on the third of April, you will have to write down the names of everybody living in your home mm. or in your home that night on that particular night. So it'll be very interesting to see that in the future. Uh, but anyway, get, getting back, sorry, not to your farm or your farm, Fran. Uh, sorry, um, Sharon. In relation to in relation to schools, um, do you agree with school uniforms? Not necessarily. Um, it's good for the parents because you don't have the children. Actually, I do. Because you know what? You don't have the children deciding what they're going to wear. And, and competing with each other. They just get into their bloody school uniform. Yeah, and there's no competition. So I do agree with school uniform. And they're quite affordable now too. So 
Well, in the big scheme of things, they're expensive enough. But yes, in the big scheme of things, of course, because they're wearing them all the time. And they, you know what I mean? Uh, and, and in saying that, I think it does away with the class system in school. Do you understand? Because I mean, everybody is the same. It doesn't mean you don't know how much money somebody has by looking at their school uniform. I went to a boarding school as a day pupil on a Friday. We all used to stand and look at them coming out on a Friday to see all their, they'd be all dressed in their weekend gear going home and you could see the difference. People the money, yeah. Yes, yeah. of course. Fran, do you agree with school uniforms? Yes, I do. And you can recycle them. They they do hand-me-downs. You know, children grow quickly, but, but you, 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 your next child can wear what your, your bigger child's grown out of. If it's still so, in good, Nick. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and, and um, I think it's very prudent, and I think it'll happen more that schools, with, with um, everybody feeling the pinch, they will have a, a room where, or, you know, a, a, a store cupboard where you can hand in uniform that will do for somebody not so well off or, or God help us, any Ukrainian children, you know? Mm-hmm. And by the way, just finally, before you go, Fran, it just this is a little personal question. In, re- in relation to the, um, the goats that you have, yes. which are the goats that fall over when you give them a fright? Uh, the pygmy goats, the little ones. So if you shout at them or run at them, they, yeah, they they they, they, they they're for <laughs> goats aren't normally clumsy, but actually some of the little pygmy goats are, and they're very jumpy anyway. So yeah, so, yeah. and they get. A, I've seen these videos where they get a fright, they fall over on their back with their legs sticking up in the air. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. like they get paralysed by the fright, yeah. and then they hop up again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the weirdest thing. Sorry. <laughs> very important to tell you before I go I'm doing my first paid DJ gig on Saturday night you're doing your first paid DJ gig yes in the Long Mile Road the rink on the Long Mile Road it's going to be a night of dance I'm, perfor- I'm performing dance and doing DJ oh very so good Sharon turn up at the Long Mile Road okay so it's okay tell us what time and what day again half seven seven thirty there'll be a taster class of Ciroc from half seven to half eight then we're performing then I'm doing DJ for two hours. And what's the venue on the Long Mile Road? It's called The Rink. It's the skating the rink. rink. Oh, this, oh, the old skating rink, of course, of course. Yes, yeah, I know where it is. It's fabulous night. And the tickets are 15 euros. They go to the Children of War. Oh, okay. That's a great, good cause as well. And good luck spinning the discs, Sharon. Uh, that's what we used to say years ago, spinning the discs. I'm so excited because when I was your age, that's all I ever wanted to be. And look at me doing it in my 50s. Well, why not? If you want to start now, you might as well. Yeah, you might, well, you can shout, give us a shout here, Classic Hit, Ireland's Classic Hits. Give the program director a ring, he'll give you a gig. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll do that. All right, Sharon, listen, thanks very much indeed. Thanks, Fran, as well. I appreciate you coming on the air after break. We'll continue that conversation. By the way, it doesn't matter how people dress. It's nice to see conversation going in all sorts of different directions there, isn't it? God's sake. It's Friday. How are you, Niall? How's things? Look, the difference between a suit and a tracksuit is the fella in the suit will steal the money out of your bank. The fella in the tracksuit will steal the money and your purse. Out of your pocket. <laughs> is that what you're going to say? They probably would trust people in suits more than, you know, casually dressed people, I suppose, in, in relation to the setting. Like, if it was court or something, I probably would pick um, someone, you know, in a suit. You could just kind of think, like, you know, okay, they... they they, they understand the seriousness of it or whatever else. But in the walking in the dark thing, I think I'm more likely to walk on the side of the tracksuit people because um, I just feel they're more salt of the earth and, and do you know what I mean? That they, they're more likely to kind of to be decent. Um, I just feel that 
in the evening time, three people in a suit. I just think they'd probably be the U-Haul lads and the the kind of the entitled. Do you know what I mean? The ones that feel like they can say what they want. I don't know. It's it's weird, but I I definitely feel people are definitely gone too casually dressed these days. Like the amount of people rocking up to the school drop off in pajamas. Oh yeah. Vomit. Oh, stop! It is. You're right. Ashing, that's something we need to discuss again on the show. People wearing pyjamas to pick up their kids from school or drop their kids off from school. You dirty, dirty individuals. Put on some clothes, for God's sake. I trust somebody in pennies wear before I trust somebody in a suit and oil. You know what I mean? They're all gangsters. <laughs> Come on, if you learned nothing through the years, lads. People in suits are gangsters. Go on out of that. <laughs> I trust- oh, no, I- Hey, that one's sorry, you do. Hi, well. Niall. This is Liam from Galway. Every time I've went for a job interview, I've always worn a suit, and I must admit, I've always gotten the job. And, you know, if you go in with the right attitude and the right clothing, people take you seriously. If you don't, and go in just jeans, runners, and a t shirt, people look at you and go, You're not taking this seriously. And as for chivalry, my mum always taught me. Ladies go first, and boys bring up the rear. Bye. <laughs> Absolutely. By the way, in a serious note, by the way, there's breaking news coming in there as well. People abused as children in church and state-run institutions in Northern Ireland will now get a formal apology from Stormont Executive for the treatment in which they were subjected to. I think it's just breaking there in RT News for those interested in um, what has happened in the past in this country. Of course, we remember a very famous apology that we had in this country from Andy Kenny going back some time ago, which is very, by the way, emotional speech he gave probably... Uh, the one thing that will stand out in his whole career as a politician. Uh, anyway, uh, the number is 087 Um Let us know, would you trust somebody more in a suit? Joanna, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Niall. How are you? There was a song years ago called Joanna, wasn't there? Joanna. Uh, don't start. No, I'm, don't dr- start. I'm trying to think. Jo- what, was the, what was the Joanna song? Uh, give me hope, Joanna. Ah, there was that Joanna, one, yeah. Joanna, I love you. Oh, yeah, there's a few. And oh, Joanna. There's, there's been a few Joanna you. songs. Yeah, there I is. Have, um, I've had them all sung at me throughout the years. Trust oh, me. who sings them to you? Or the half, is it? Mm-mm, a few people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Here, going, going off the subject, I was just about to throw out all the um, vegetables that had been better days. And I just made a lovely vegetable soup there now. Did you? Out of all your old vegetables? You know when you have to clear up your Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah there's all those kind of half empty bags in the fridge of yeah, carrots and tomatoes like, and, well, not, not tomatoes, really mushrooms. And, yeah. So I just chew it all in the pot and I made a lovely homemade soup. I'm very good. A nice stock, as they call there it. There you go. Yeah. And I'll tell you <laughs> um, what, that'll be better for you than any Chinese takeaway. Well, put it this way, when the kids get in from school, they'll have a bowl of that now instead of uh, stupid snacks. And, what, and are, your, are your kids good at eating stuff that you make rather than wanting, you know, pizzas? And are they are they good at it? Because, you know, the way years ago we kind of yeah. ate that kind of stuff. Good, wholesome food. Are they good but at it? Do you know something? Do you know what? Um, if you want a pizza, the quickest way to do a homemade pizza is, you know, the uh, the frozen uh, pastry you can buy. Yeah, yeah. But which one? The, oh, the, not the, the puff the, paste. Whatever, the puff pastry. Yeah. Just roll out literally and just get a jar of um, pasta uh, sauce, the red sauce. Yeah. And just spoon that all over, mozzarella cheese, mushroom pans and stick it in the oven. There's a homemade pizza and it's healthier for you. Yep, absolutely. And it, it takes like 15 minutes. You should write your own book. Oh, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quick Snacks for the Kids by Joanna. 
Yeah, <laughs> I'm good at it. <laughs> so getting back to the way people dress. Anyway, I mean, do you trust people in suits or do people in suits look better or more trustworthy than those casually dressed? I wouldn't say they're necessarily trustworthy because um, that's just painting it up really in my book. Yeah. But I mean, the way I look at it is, um, all right, you, you look at Leo Varadkar. Oh, God. Oh, he's impeccable. Tea, isn't he? Impeccable. He's, he's good enough to ID him. He's like a chalk ice ID. <laughs> right, and okay. Then, and then you look at Boris Johnson. He looks like he's just crawled out of bed or he's been on the back of a motorbike. <laughs> I think it's his hair, yeah, isn't it? It's, wind, you know? it's his hair. It's always been a bit wild looking, hasn't it? Well, you know what? You think he should sack his hairstylist or whoever styles him <laughs> now. Come on. And his shirt is always hanging out or something. Now, to be fair, literally... to be fair, Leo spends a lot of money. He has like, you know, he has one of the, he has consultants and probably has an image yeah. consultant and all Come that kind here of thing. Te- yeah, and I'm sure your man Boris has as well. Now, yeah. I mean, you can... Tuck your short down your trousers. Well, no, I tell you now, if Boris has an image consultant, they need to be fired. <laughs> that's, that's what I just said. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean I, in fairness to Leo Varadkar, there's a lot of things you can say about Leo Varadkar, but the man is always I know, impeccable. You'd eat him in a minute. You'd eat him in a minute. Oh, you really won't. No, I don't know about eating him in a minute. You might. I, I won't be eating him. But, I would now. I'd eat him. And, and, and not in a bad way, in a good way. It, okay, so I, is he the best looking politician, by the way? Oh, definitely. Irish politician. Absolutely. Leo He's a hunky-dory, he is. He's a hunky-dory. Oh. Right, absolutely. Right, okay. Oh, I, I I'm sure his partner would be delighted for, to hear uh, him all the company. You wouldn't kick him out of bed for what? I wouldn't kick him out of bed for making crumbs. <laughs> for eating crisps. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't. Honestly, I wouldn't. But, um... I, I, Unfortunately, he's on the other bus. And anyway, oh, just, you know, he's a gay man. Here, I think they're all on the other bloody bus in a different yeah. way. What are the good looking ones? Is that what you're saying? Is it? No, they're all on a bus to a different Pluto somewhere. That's what I think. <laughs> okay, so we're getting back to what about uniforms in school? I mentioned that earlier yeah, because that's right. where it starts. Is no, that's, that's where dress sense starts. I think uniforms in schools are a brilliant idea. I really do. And um, as you said, uh, Niall, it, separate, it separates the class. Yeah, and as well, the only thing I don't agree with is the cost because of a crest. Yeah. I don't agree with that now, yeah. but I do agree with what's wrong with a generic um, uniform? Going to Dunn's or Mark and Spencer's, and yeah. you can buy a, a, a jumper and whatever. That's yeah. absolutely a brilliant idea, and it gives kids the structure. This is the way you have to look when you have to get up and go somewhere every day, you know. And when you come home, you take it off, you fold it up and you put it away. The next day you get up, you put it on again because you have to do something. And, and, you know, it gives some structure. And everybody's the same. Yeah, absolutely. No, I don't, I don't mean, I don't I mean like a George Orwell 1984 the same. I mean, everybody had the... In other words, yeah. we don't yeah. know which kids have poverty or which kids are rich I, or... You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. As I said, the only part I don't agree with is the cost. Because I know, the cost, cost can be I expensive. Don't agree with that. I know, I get you. And if you're, by the way, back to my hypothetical question I asked earlier on, I asked other ladies as well, Joanna. If you were walking down the street and it was the kind of hours of darkness mm. and you saw three fellas in tracksuits on one side of the street and three fellas in suits on the other side of the street, I, I which side would be safer? I'm inclined to um, go to the ones in tracksuits because it's kind of like what you see is what you get. Okay, okay. They're, you know, they're not covering up nothing. Right, okay. Um, okay so, in other words, you don't judge people by the way they dress? Go, no. Okay. They're like, how are you? How is it going? Kind of thing. Starty. This is what you get, you know? Starty. That's so, a bit sexy. They'd say starty. No, you know what I mean, though. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, where the guys in the suits are more likely to be. Um, yeah. You, would, you wouldn't wear your pajamas, by the way, out during the day, would you? Oh, my God. That's disgusting. I know, I know. There, but there are people that do it. I, mean, I won't even open the door to my postman that's having makeup on. Well, would you not? No, 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 no. 
I, I seriously, I, I, that's just me. I've always been that way. So you won't, you won't even let the postman see you without your makeup. I'm not going anywhere? Okay. Would you wear your makeup in the house if you weren't going out? Yeah. Okay. Don't say, don't say here, my husband. Don't I put me makeup? Don't I have me makeup on? Now? I'm not going at the door today. Yeah. There's my husband there, and um, <laughs> yeah, I put me makeup on even though I know I'm not going at the door. But do, so what? So who are you putting it on for yourself or him? For myself. Oh, and has your, does your husband see you without your makeup on? Does he see you without your makeup on? Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, go and, well. and he just say to me, "You don't need it," and I just say, ah. I "Don't care what you think." I'm well, at least he's being nice, isn't he? Saying that to you, that's a nice thing well, to he say. Knows, he knows better. <laughs> <laughs> Stay there for a second, Joanna. Let me just go to Robbie as well. Robbie, how are you? Now, Robbie, before we start, Joanna, I need a bit of help with this one, okay? Before we start, okay. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Robbie. Happy birthday to you. Now, Robbie, you've been a regular caller of the show. You're 50 years of age today. I am indeed. Over the top. Birthday, it's all downhill, over, mate. Over, over, over the hill, yeah. All downhill from here. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Two thirds of the way through it nearly. Yeah. It was weird. It was weird looking at the birthday um, messages this morning, seeing the five and the old thing. I don't know. I know, I know. I've been there. I was there eight years ago. <laughs> it doesn't oh, get yeah. any better. <laughs> it doesn't get any better, I know. It's no. Just, it's just so, a decade, isn't it? Absolutely. So, Robbie, getting back to, you know, the, the, look, the reason I'm talking about this is because the judges have told the court lawyers to smarten up. And I suppose we expect to see a barrister or solicitor in a suit, don't we? We do, yeah. I suppose it, it depends on the situation, doesn't it? What yeah. You're wearing and like if you're going to a wedding, you're not going in a pair of runners and a pair of jeans. Some people do. I got to somebody on. else. You're not representing me. But Robbie, yeah. would you do you trust people more if they wear a suit? They, that because yeah. lawyers and barristers and what have you wear them, we're led to believe that we should trust them more. I, I suppose in the scenario again that if you're you're walking down the street and you see six fellas and two young ones dressed as we would have called them tracker knackers years ago, and oil. Okay. And, uh, is that the word that was that the term that was used? I wasn't aware of that. But well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you know, um, I'll be over on the on the south side is what we call just on the north side, baby. <laughs> but, uh, but you you go into a bank and you see a fella in a suit, and it's the same thing. You don't trust the whoever that's sitting in front of you either, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I suppose. I mean, look. If you, if you take a break it down, like most people around the planet would dress casually 80% of the time. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's how some people would just dress the same all the time. And they're, they're the ones that people would say are little scaldies or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes you know yourself when you're walking around, you can just spot your intuition, I suppose, kicks in. You just spot the ones to stay away from by a mile. You know what I mean? But how do you spot them? You just know by the demeanour of them, you know. And what, the, like the little, you know, the little fringe, the little spiky the fringe? Dress, the way they walk, you know. The, and the hairstyle. And I got into trouble on the show going back last year when I said that I didn't like scut cuts. Uh, you, know, you know, you see young fellas with a scut cut. Yeah. 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 I, and I, I mean, I don't understand parents who allow their children to get a scut cut, by the way. A scut cut. Yeah, you know, what's that, what's that programme? PJ Gallagher is in it. What's the one? The Cork one? Yeah. That, I know oh, the Young Offenders. The Young Offenders. Yeah, so you know the two lads that are in the Young Offenders. I don't. Yeah, I have yeah, I have to be honest, I've never watched it, right? But the two lads yeah. that are in it, right? They're, they That haircut they have where it's kind of, you know, about an inch long on top, but it's shaved to the sides. Yeah. That's called a scut cut. 
And anybody who lets their child get a scut cut. I mean, if you're an adult, you can do what you want. I don't care what you do with your head, but I'll judge you. But anybody who get, lets their child get a scut cut, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, I mean, you can, though. Like, you know yourself, you can, you can, spot, you can spot some people a mile away. Like, the same in the, in the suits and whatever. Like, you know, there's somebody who wears a suit and you can tell that they're immaculate in the suit. And then someone who wears a suit and you can tell that they're probably just mm. on the course for somewhere. You know? Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Depending on the clothes, I suppose it depends on the situation where you are, what people are wearing. Yeah, so there's more to the clothes. It's about the demeanour. It's about everything. It's all yeah, part it of it. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, I'd walk around a tracksuit box in a t-shirt sometime, you know, but... I, I don't give off a demeanour like I want to box the head off you or rob you or anything like that. Okay, but what, okay, what about politicians then? I mean, we, we, this argument came up a few years ago, you know, when Richard Boyd Barrett and Mick Wallace and certain yeah. politicians refused to dress, you know, a, well, what we deemed appropriately in the court, or in the doll. So, you know, wearing jeans and T-shirts. I you don't know. agree with that. I completely disagree with that. You know? Do you think it's disrespectful to the doll? I do, I do. Because I'll tell you why. I think that you should have some sort of um, dress code inside the doll. But it's a decorum. Yeah, it's the national parliament. You know, show some respect. I know that a certain politician up from Dublin Midwest where I live said it was a kid one time. Mm. Which, you know, it, 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 you know, wear some clothes that, like, and just show the respect. If you don't agree with the government at all, that's right. There's half the people in there that most of the time are never going to agree with the government. Either yeah. Because they're the opposition. But just have that little bit of respect for... Okay, you know, okay. Have a little bit of respect for yourself, you know? Okay, I've got to go to break. Before I go to a break, by the way, I have a bit of audio here that you have to listen to, Robbie, before we go into the break. Oh, hang yeah. on, hang on. Niall, I would, this is Deirdre and Kells back again. I would, li- I would like to wish Robbie a happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Robbie. Happy 50th birthday today. Have a nice day, Robbie. I love listening to you. Talk to you, Deirdre and Kells. Bye-bye. Goodbye, Niall. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to play that before. Right? Listen, oh, Robbie, thanks. Have a nice birthday. All right, see you, Robbie. There you go. Um, all right. Uh, a lot of people, by the way, talking about a lot of people saying that, yes, it does matter how you dress. Let me know what you think. Let me go to Jer because we've gone way behind time today and I'm going to get into big trouble. Jer, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How you doing, Jer? How are you doing, Niall? Happy Friday to you. Happy Friday to you, too, and have a lovely weekend, by the way. That's the end of our conversation. See you. Bye, Jer. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Jer, you'd prefer to see a lawyer wear a suit, would you? Absolutely. If, yeah. if I'm if I'm if I'm the accused victim and I'm going into court, I want to see whoever's representing me wearing a suit. It kind of shows that it kind of shows that they're successful, that they're earning enough money to afford a three-piece suit as opposed to a plastic shell suit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't imagine any solicitor is going to go in a shell suit anyway. But but well, but, if he, but if he was dressed dressed a bit more casually, say you know he had a pair of jeans and a, a blazer on him or something. See, I heard you mentioning Leo and me and sleepy there. They wear suits because they know it instantly instills trust in the people. Well, so they, well it is. But they have image consultants and all that. Kind of. So I don't want to compare them to anyone. Yeah, well, in fairness now, you can't take that away. I mean, you can take a lot of things away from Leo, but you can't take away from the fact that he is probably the best dressed in the business in there. Yeah, but that's all just to trick you into trusting him. Ah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't, no, it doesn't trick me into trust. It doesn't trick me into trusting him. We know he's a wolf in sheep's clothing. We know he's It doesn't, Jerry, it doesn't trick me into trusting him. But I know it tricks some people. Yeah, but this is why... Maybe some people do trust him. It instantly installs trust. You see someone in a suit, you think, this guy must be doing well for himself. Let's have a chat with him. 
it's not but, but then but then what you're doing is you're kind of contradicting yourself a little bit aren't you by saying it instills trust but you but then you're telling me you would trust the solicitor okay but if i walk into it if i walk into the courtroom and there's two two lawyers there one attracts it one is suit i will go to the suit straight away absolutely okay. will go to the suit straight away now i'll get into the conversation and find out you mentioned Mika Wallace there as well. Yeah. Oh, ago, Mick, oh, it's Mika. We're on personal terms with Mick, are we now? <laughs> right. Buddy, buddy. But uh, no, I'm just saying, a few years ago, I'd be very dismissive of what he's saying because of the way he presents himself. You mm. know, he comes out and you look, yeah, he's talking nonsense. After living through the last two years, I'm kind of looking at him now going, actually, he might be on something, you know? <laughs> so, now, to be honest, I don't know if he's on anything. But, but in saying that, so you're saying it shouldn't really matter to some degree what somebody wears, but first impressions are what counts. Exactly, that's where I'm trying to get. Your first instinct is to go with, look, this guy's in a suit. Looks, he must be successful. Like, these are all thoughts that go through your head in a millisecond. Okay, so, but it, okay, then let me go back to the other question I've asked everybody today. In that millisecond, you're walking down the road, it's late at night, you're on your own. Okay. You see a group of lads on one side of the road in a suit and a group of lads on the other side in tracky suits. Who, which side of the road are you going to walk on? Huh? It's a different situation for different genders. And the girl that was on earlier pointed on it. The lads with the tracksuit will probably attack a male faster for a bit of crack, for a bit of bravado. Whereas the lads in the suit might attack a female quicker because that bit of entitlement thing. Oh, well, I, I get you, yeah. As a male, I would probably go down the road of the suits, yeah. Yeah, but as a female, you go down the road of the trackies. I would, as the girls said, a bit more salt of the air to be more... Yeah, they're less likely to attack a girl, whereas the lads could be all d four like we, we're entitled to do what we want. Bit of, yeah, it's unfortunate. That's a bit of thinking like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, listen, thanks, Chair. Appreciate the comments. Have a wonderful weekend. But well, well, it is. Well, they have image and all that. Console. Yeah, well, I'm saying, can take fairness. I mean, you can't can take a lot of other things away from Lee, but you can't take away. Now, it's probably the fact that he is the best dressed in the business. Yeah, but that's. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.